You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. As Christians, we have a responsibility to submit to civil government. Know more about this message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. Ito po yung ating bagong series ngayon, entitled Authentic. Ano po ibig sabihin ng authentic? Ibig sabihin po, hindi siya fake. Ito ay genuine. It is, it is real. Okay? Yung mga pa nagtatrabaho sa bangko, kapag sila ay, uh, dahil sa dami ng pera na kanilang binibilang at madalas, kabisado nila yung mga tunay na pera. Okay? Sanay na sanay yung kamay nilang umawa ko ng pera. The moment na may mahawakan silang fake, alam kagad nila yon. Bakit? Kasi kabisado nila yung tunay. Tama ho ba? Now, tayo po ba, alam ba natin i-distinguish kung ano yung tunay na kristyano at hindi yung tunay na kristyano? Pakisalat nga rin ho yung katabi ninyo. <laughs> Tignan nyo ho kung talagang tunay na kristyano. Okay. Now, sa loob po ng apat na linggo ay atin pong pag-aaralan at tayo po ay mag-aaralan salita ng Panginoon at ang title po nating series ay Authentic. Titingnan po natin sa liwanag ng salita ng Diyos sa bawat bahagi ng buhay ng isang kristyano, paano ba madedetermine kung talagang tayo nga ay authentic bilang isang mga nanampalataya. Ang alam ko po, po isang taong may takot sa Diyos at may paniniwala sa Diyos would love the Word of God and would live out the word of the Lord in his life. Kaya titignan ho natin sa iba't bahagi ng buhay natin parang tignan makarespond tayo at malaman natin at mapatunayan natin sa buhay natin na tayo nga talaga ay mga tunay na kristyano because we live out the word of God. Ngayon pong araw na ito, pag-uusapan po natin is something that is not really so popular. Pero kailangan ho natin pag-usapan. Ito po yung submit to authority. Now, pag sinabi pong submit to authority, Basically, ang nasa isipan po natin ay yun pong ating pamahalaan. At dahil po sa uh, pamahalaan na meron tayo, ang una kagad po kapasok sa atin ay yung itsura o yung, yung atin pong Pangulo. Bagamat ang, ang pagsinabi pong gobyerno sa Philippine context, ito po ay executive, legislative, at saka judiciary. Ito po three branches of government. But usually, pagka sinabing gobyerno, ang papasok sa ating kaisipan kagad ay yung Pangulo. Hindi ho ba? Dahil nire-represent niya somehow ang kabuuan ng gobyerno. Now, nais nice ko pang pakita sa inyo ang pictures na ito. Ito po yung mga, mga limang pictures po ito ng mga naging Pangulo o kasalukuyang Pangulo ng atin pong bansa at alam kong nare-recall nyo pa. Ito, sino po yan? Ferdinand Marcos. At uh, alam mo natin, 20 years po siyang naging presidente ng Pilipinas sa loob ng dalawampung taon, eh marami naman po siyang nagawa. Marami naman siyang kabutihan na nagawa sa sambayan ng Pilipino bagamat siya po ay mas na-highlight yung kanyang buhay when he started declaring martial law. Are you by declare martial law? Di ba? So, yun po yung ganyang diniklara at simula po no, nagkaroon daw di umano na maraming human rights violation, nagkaroon ng militarization, nawala ng kalayaan, nawala ng demokrasya, eh, bagamat tayo nasa demokrasya ang bansa, pero nasikil daw ang demokrasya sa kanya pong panahon. So, yan si President Marcos. Now, ang tanong po doon is, bagamat may nagawa siyang magaganda at meron ding mga hindi, ang tanong doon is, sipalagay nyo kaya, nilagay siya ni Lord sa posisyon na yan. Okay? Now, huwag mo na po kayong sumagot. Okay, Umi-intro pala ako. Masyado <laughs> kayong participative. Eh. Anyway, that's good. Okay. Sumulot na Pangulo ay sino? Si President Cory Aquino. Siya po ang uh, may bahay ni, ni, ni Ninoy Aquino na alam naman po natin nagkaroon ng insidente na siya ay uh, 
uh, napatay doon sa airport at dahil po dyan ay nagsimulang mag-alab ang puso ng mga Pilipino at nung magpatawag po ng snap election ang dating pang Pangulong Marcos ay uh, di umano ang nanalo ay si President Cory pero nadaya daw po siya. Lumabas yung mga Comelec officials at saka yung mga nag input dahil nakikita lang iba yung lumalabas sa computer. So lalo pa nag-alsa ang sambayan ng Pilipino hanggang sa dumating yung sandali na si Enrile at saka si Ramos ay nag-stage ng kanilang kudita. Kaya nagkaroon ng tinatawag na EDSA 1. Okay? So doon po sa EDSA naganap ang isa pong kasaysayan hanggang sa siya po ay naitalaga bilang pangulo ng atin pong bansa. Sa kanyang pamuno, pitong kudita ang inabot. Okay? Birumunyo, pito. Ibig sabihin, there is that great dissatisfaction during her term. Pero ang kainaman po, kung meron man siyang legacy na makukonsider natin, ito po yung restoration ng demokrasya sa atin pong minamahal na bansa. Hindi alam to ng mga kabataan dahil hindi nyo naranasan yung mga, mga karaang panahon bago po si Cory kung paano ang media at ang sambayan ng Pilipino ay nasisikil sa kanilang pagpapahayag ng kanilang damdamin. So na-restore yung demokrasya, marami rin naman po siyang nagawa, pero ang dami rin naman pong kudita na nangyari, meaning ang dami pong dissatisfaction. And Sa kanya rin panahon, calamities after calamities ang dumating po sa Pilipinas na parang akala natin talagang katakot-takot na sumpa na ang dumating sa Pilipinas. na ang tanong doon sa kabila ng kanyang mga imperfections at nangyari sa ating bansa sa kanyang panahon, siya ba talaga ay inilagay ni Lord? Okay? Now, pangalawa po, sumunod po ang naging Pangulo. Sino? Si President Ramos. Ang kanyang tagla is, kaya natin to. Kaya natin to. Okay? So, Siya po ay sa pamamagitan ng kanyang pamumuno ay naging emerging tiger ang Pilipinas at naibalik sa mapa ng Pilipinas, sumunod ang ating ekonomiya. Subalit, bago po matapos ang kanyang termino, is marami rin pong mga kumalat na mga diumano ay mga anomalya sa kanyang pamahalaan. Kaya nga ho yung inindurso niya na dapat ay uh, maging susunod daw na Pangulo ay hindi nagtagumpay. But nevertheless, marami rin naman po siya talagang nagawang maganda pero marami rin namimintas Ang tanong doon is, siya ba talaga ay inilagay ng Panginoon sa ganyang posisyon? Sumunod po ay ito. Walang kamaga, kamaganak. Walang kapakapatid. Pero kalungkutan ho, bagamat ang kagandahan sa kanyang administrasyon ay nabigyan ng simpatya ang masang Pilipino. Subalit, ang nangyari po dahil po sa eskandalo sa wedding, eh, hindi po natapos yung kanyang administrasyon. Nagkaroon po ng impeachment at uh, sa kalagitnaan po ng... Uh, Impeachment ay nagkaroon po ng uh, pag-aalsa agang sa po ay nagkusang bumaba sa kanyang posisyon bilang Pangulo at uh, the rest is history. At pumalit po sa kanya ay ito. Uh, ang kanyang pay- famous tagline is I am sorry. Okay. Yan po ay, siya po ay eight, more or less, is eight and a half years na naging presidente. Tinuloy niya yung natitirang term ni President Erap at siya po ay kumandidatong muli. At di umano, siya po ay nanalo. Nanalo nga, okay. Pero sabi ng iba, dinaya daw. Dahil nung sikat na sikat po si The King, sabi ni The King, puno ng salop, dapat ka nang kalusin. Pero... Nangyari po ay siya pa rin ang nag, uh, nagtagumpay hanggang sa anim na taon na tilapos niya yung termino pero sabi ng iba, lumaganap daw ang korupsyon sa kanya pong panahon. Naintriga pa 
yung kanya pong uh, may uh, yung kanyang asawa na naging bahagi ng mga kontrobersya. Pero sa ganun pa man, marami naman huring nagawa yung kanyang administrasyon. Ang tanong muli, sa kanya bang pamumuno, nakakasiguro ba tayong siya ay inilagay talaga ni Lord John o siya ay isang aksidente lang? Okay? Now, at ang sumunod, okay, walang wang-wang. Diba? Kayo, ang bosko. So, yan yung mga tagline ni President Pinoy. At naganda naman, no, dahil na-curb ang karamihan sa mga korupsyon, bagamat hindi po totally, pero may mga naipakulong po siya, may tatlo pong uh, senador actually ang nakakulong, di umano dahil sa korupsyon. At siya po ang uh, you know, nag-push ng paglag, uh, pag, uh, pagsawata sa korupsyon. Subalit, may mga kontrobersya din naman sa kanyang administrasyon, tulad nung DAP, okay? tulad nung kamatayan ng mga Taiwanese doon sa Luneta Grandsta na hinihingi ng Taiwan government na humingi siya ng sorry. Pero ayaw niyang gayahin yung nauna na humingi ng sorry. Okay? Ayaw niyang sabihin, I am sorry. Okay. Tapos nangyari na naman yung Mama Sapano, inaantay naman ng mga kamag-anak ng Mama Sapano na humingi din siya ng sorry, pero hindi rin siya humingi ng sorry. Okay. Kaya ho, ngayon, yung mga eh, latest issue naman kay Viloso, di ba? yung OFW sa Indonesia, na for five years daw, di umano, hindi rin sinuportahan ng pamahalaang ito. Kaya nasa bingit ngayon, buti na lang, napospon yung pagbitay sa kanya. But let us pray na wag na pong matuloy. So sa madali salita, may natutuwa sa kanyang administrasyon, Okay, meron din namang mga hindi natutuwa. Ang tanong doon is, Pastor, talaga bang nilagay si Pinoy? Kasi hindi naman niya ng binoto ko eh. Sino sa inyo ang bumoto sa kanya? Sino sa, sige, sige, sinong bumoto kay Noynoy? Ba't wala nang umaamin? <laughs> Kanina sa 1PM, ang dami, dami pala talagang bumoto kay Noynoy. Pero pag dito, bakit wala na? Huh? Sino yung, uh, sige, di bali na. <laughs> hindi kayo bumoto. <laughs> Siguro hindi kayo bumoto kaya hindi kayo makapagtaas ng kamay, ano? Okay. Sige, iba, o kaya iba yung ibinoto ninyo. Anyway, ang katanungan po ang nakahang sa atin, siya ba talaga ay nilagay ni Lord John? Baka aksidente lang, Pastor. So anyway, yan po ang magiging pagtatalakay natin sa oras na ito. At titignan natin sa liwanag ng salita ng Diyos, ano ba ang sinasabi ng Diyos sa mga governing authorities? Tumayo po tayong lahat. Sayan natin sa Romans 13, verses 1 to 7. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his Approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, also you, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Verse 7. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Let's bow down our head. Lord, thank you so much for your Holy Spirit that is in our midst today. Enable us to understand your word. 
Thank you for your divine illumination. Hayaan mong marinig namin, mabulay-bulay namin ang iyong salita at i-apply po namin ito sa aming buhay. Patuloy namin tinataas ang pangalan na aming Panginoong Isus. Amen. Amen. Ako po tayong lahat. Mapapansin po ninyo, itong Romans 13 ay isinulat po ito ni San Pablo. Marahil iniisip nyo, siguro sa mga panahong yun, ang ganda at napakabuti ng namumuno sa panahon ni Pablo nung sinulatan niya mga Kristiyano doon sa Roma. Siguro napakabait. Medyo po opposite huyata dahil si Emperor Nero ang emperor ng Rome sa mga panahong yun. At kilalanin po natin siya. Siya po isang tyrant emperor ng Rome sa madali salita, authoritarian rulership, dictatorship. Okay? He subjected Christian to extreme slavery. So, medyo, medyo may problema ho pagdating sa katarungan dito dahil ang mga tao, lalo na ang mga Kristiyano, ay ginawang mga alipin. Pinugutan niya ng ulo, pinupugutan niya ng ulo kung sino yung mga gusto niya ng walang question and he killed babies. Could you imagine that? Yan po yung klase ng leader na meron sa mga panahong yun. And higit sa lahat, ito po, sinusunog niya yung mga Kristiyano. Buti na lang, hindi napunta sa ating panahon. Ano? And then, he imposed exorbitant taxes. Now, sa inyo pong kaisipan, nung sinasa, maaaring iniisip ninyo, nung binabasa niyo yung Romans 13, marahil na sa isipin niyo, siguro ang bait-bait ng pamahalaan sa mga panahong yun na kinakailangan sabihin ni Pablo sa kanila na ang gobyerno ay tinalaga ng Diyos at kayo ay magpasakop sa inyong gobyerno o sa governing authorities. But ito po ay kabaliktaran dahil si Emperor Nero ay isang tyrant emperor at wala akong makita ang nakasulat dyan na maganda para sa kanya. Sa madali salita, siya po yung namumuno at that moment and yet Paul was actually te- saying to the believers that they should submit or be subjected to the governing authorities. Buti na lang ho, hindi yan ang klase ng leader na meron tayo ngayon. Na pag-aaralan po natin ay ang dalawang bagay sa biblical truth about governing authorities in our biblical response to governing authorities. Simulan po natin. First, biblical government authorities are ordained by God. And that is a biblical truth dahil sabi nga sa may Romans 13.1, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Sabihin nyo, instituted by God. So, tinalaga raw ng Panginoon ang authority. So, we have to be subject to governing authorities. Now, maring iniisip ninyo, Pastor, sa kalagayan natin sa si Pilipinas, eh, talaga bang naniniwala ka na si Lord ang naglagay dyan? Now, if we talk about God's perfect will, kasi ang gusto natin talaga yung ideal, magandang pamumuno, walang corruption, talagang maayos na pamumuno, that is God's perfect will. That's why when God created this world and everything in the world, God appointed Adam to manage and to rule the entire creation of God. And it was a perfect rulership. Siya nga nagbibigay ng pangalan ng lahat ng mga hayop. Okay? Because that's an expression of God's desire to rule over all the earth. Unfortunately, nung magkasala si Adan, nadamay na po yung mga succeeding generation. Okay? Nagkaroon na ng tinatawag na because of man's fallen nature, 
ganun din na makikita rin sa governing authorities yung man's fallen nature. Hindi naging perfect na rin ang pamumuno ng succeeding generation. Now, I would like to let you know how we are supposed to position ourselves to this. Kasi iniisip natin, uh, God is just ruling on the spiritual and He is not ruling on the physical. God is just ruling there in heaven, but God is not ruling here on earth. That's why there is there are a lot of imperfections here on earth, especially the governing authorities. Now, let me tell you this. God reigns over all the earth, whether it's spiritual or whether physical. You have to remember that truth, okay? God is reigning over all the earth, whether in the spiritual or in the physical. God is sovereign enough that even though we have imperfect Governing authorities, we have imperfect rulers, leaders, and presidents, senators, congressmen. It does not change the fact that still God rules over all the earth. Amen. And God in His wisdom and in His sovereignty knows how to make a way to fulfill His purpose despite the imperfections of political leaders or government leaders. And that is the truth. Why? Sabi ganon, those that exist have been instituted by God referring to governing authorities. Pag sinabi pong governing authorities, ano we, first we have civil government, hindi ba? Pero ang tinutukoy rin po nito lahat po ng establishment, social institutions. Pag pumasok ka lang dito sa mall, merong security guard dyan. And don't resist that. Kapag pumapasok kami, sinecheck yung bag mo, tama ba? Misan, inconvenient on our part, lalo na pagka nagmamadali ka. But, part sila ng authority and you have to just simply respect them. Sa ospital, sa, sa eskwelahan, sa anumang government establishment or anumang social institution, may governing authorities doon. Now, all of these governing authorities, whether civil government or whatever social institutions, lahat po ito ay may mga namumuno dito because that is God's expression of His desire to rule over all the earth. Bakit pa kinakailangan gamitin ng Diyos ang tao para makapamuno ang Diyos? Hindi ba niya kayang mamuno mag-isa? Kaya ho ng Diyos yun. But from the very beginning, God already ordained Adam. God already chose an instrument to rule over His creation. Succeeding generation came. And still, the same strategy that God was actually doing, using human instrument, to rule in the affairs of men. Okay. So, tayo po, minsan nakafocus tayo doon sa imperfections ng, ng pamahalaan. Nakafocus tayo sa imperfections ng leader. Katunayan, napakabilis atin mag-react at i-curse yung mga nasa pamahalaan if we don't like what they are actually doing. Hindi ko nang sinasabi kung magbulag-bulagan tayo. Kita natin ang katotohanan, lalo na kung alam mo ang salita ng Diyos, the decisions that the governments would do, somehow you can easily gauge as a believer kung tama o mali. Pero sila po ay tinalaga doon ng Panginoon. We respect them not because of who they are, but because of the office that they represent. Because that office, that governing authority, has been instituted by God. So it is for God's sake that we respect those who are in authority, not because of who they are as a person. Ito po'y sinusuporta ng Daniel 2.20-21. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, to whom belong wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. He removes kings 
and set up kings. Ang Diyos daw po ang nag-aalis at siya rin ang naglalagay. Pastor, si Lord ba naglalagay? Eh, meron tayong election dito. Now, I'm pretty sure here in our midst, iba-iba yung mga ibinoto ninyong pangulo ng bansa natin, lalo na nakaraang presidential election. Now, maaari ang binoto mo ay iba. Ang binoto ko ay iba. Ang binoto ng iba, iba rin. But at the end of the day, mayroong pong mananalo. It is the will of God that will prevail. God allowed that person to be there on that position for a reason, for a purpose. Not that that person is perfect, but that God can use that man, that imperfect man, to accomplish his purpose. God is perfect and no one is like him. He would choose people, though they are imperfect, but nevertheless, because God is still sovereign, he, is not, he cannot be limited by the imperfections of men. Amen. So, si Lord ang nag-aalis, siya rin ang naglalagay. Kung gusto ni Lord tapusin na yung pag ng isang pinuno, kahit wala pa sa takdang tenure niya, si Lord din ho yung nakakaalam nun at alam niya kung paano gagawin ito. We just have to simply respect what God has instituted. Now, sabi niyo, Pastor, eh, paano kung marami at malaganap ang korupsyon? Okay. We as a citizen, we have our own accountability before God. They have their own accountability before God. God doesn't want them to be corrupt. God would like them to uphold justice and to do what is good. Kung sila'y gumagawa ng hindi tama, accountability nila yun at kay Lord sila mananagot. And we have seen the hands of God to the people that we have seen who abuse their authority, who abuse their power, especially yung mga nakalipas na mga pangulo, makikita na kung ano ang kinahinatnan ng kanilang buhay sa mga sumunod na bahagi ng kanilang buhay. Why? Because at the end of the day, they were given the responsibility, but they have to realize there is also accountability. Hindi po natutulog ang Diyos. Amen. Alam ni Lord yung ang kanyang gagawin. Sabi nga, madalas nating naririnig, kapag ka ang Diyos ay gustong pagpalain ang isang bayan dahil nakita niya ng mga, ang mga tao ay nananalangin, ang mga tao ay nagbalik sa Diyos, it would be so easy for God to raise a righteous leader so that there will be righteous rulership and people would be blessed. But if people are cold, if people would always disobey God and would not pray, God would allow a wicked leader to rise up and have a, rule, a wicked rulership as a punishment for the people who does not pray and who does not obey the will of God. Hindi po natin kayang arukin ang takbo ng kaisipan ng Panginoon. But let me tell you this, hindi nangangahulugang ang isang leader ay hindi magaling, ang isang pangulo o ang sa buong gobyerno ay hindi solid ang integridad, Will that limit the hands of God from fulfilling His purpose in the lives of the people and of that particular nation? I should say, no, you cannot limit the hands of God. Si Jesus mismo ay may experience sa isa pong hindi maayos na leader. At ito po ay si Pilato, siya po yung kanyang ang Rome governor sa mga pagkakataong yun. From Caipas, siya po ay dinala, para hatu, dinala kay Pilato para siya ay hatulan. Okay? Kung siya ay papako sa kruso, hindi. 
Alam ni Pilate mismo na si Jesus ay walang kasalanan. Look how Jesus Christ treated this leader. Sabi yun, Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. So si Jesus, alam niya na hindi tama itong si Pilato, but he recognized na ang kapangyarihang meron si Pilato ay galing sa itaas. Kaya nga si Jesus, hindi siya nag-rebel, hindi siya nag-resist. Siya ay nagpasakop sa sinasabi ng pamahalaan. Si Jesus, actually sa pamagitan ni Pilato, binigyan niya ng approval ang pagpako kay Heso Kristo sa krus. Ang tanong doon, si Jesus ay walang kasalanan. Wala siyang kasalanan, pero siya ay napako sa krus. Tama ba yun o mali? Parang hindi kayo makasagot. Kristiyano pa naman kayo. Let me just repeat my question. Tama ba? I-rephrase ko lang para magdali niyo masagot. Tama ba ng isang inusenteng taong walang kasalanan ay hatulan mo ng death penalty? Tama mali? Mali! Hindi pwedeng maging tama ang mali, pero sa kabila ng kamalian ng hatol, matalino pa rin ang Diyos na ginamit niya maging kamalian ng tao para maganap ang kaligtasan ng bawat isa sa atin dahil sa pamamagitan ng kamatayan ni Jesus, nagkaroon tayo ng kaligtasan. Amen! You see, ganun po katalino ang Panginoon. Di ba lagi natin sinasabi si Satanas? Okay? Tuwan-tuwa sa nagre-rejoice ang buong Kampo ni Satanas, nung makita na lang, mamatay si Jesus ka tagumpay, tagumpay. We won the victory without them knowing it on the third day. Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. It is through His death that He gained this victory over the enemy. Why? You cannot manipulate God. God in His wisdom and sovereignty could still fulfill His divine purpose despite the imperfections of governing authorities. Now, why is it that we have governing authorities? It is because that is the representation. Let me repeat that word. That is the representation of God's rulership here on earth. This is being confirmed by Isaiah chapter 33, verse 22. Anong sabi doon? The Lord is our judge. Say judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. Say lawgiver. The Lord is our king. Say king. Okay, pansinin natin, judge, sabi natin kanila, di ba, we have three branches of government. Okay? Judiciary, legislative, and executive. So, at ang sabi ko, yung gobyerno natin is a representation of God's government here on earth. Kaya, the Lord is our judge, that's the judiciary. God, in the entire creation, rules and He is a just God. The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. God Himself is the Senate and the Congress combined. The Lord is our King. He is the President of all presidents, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. So you see, this is an expression as well of God's desire to rule. And the way to do that is God is using human instrument. So, putting up governing authorities is actually God's idea and God's plan. Imagine niyo kung wala hong gobyerno. It is better for us to have an imperfect government than to have no government at all. Tama ho ba? Bakit? Isipin niyo, nagkasunog. 
eh walang gobyerno, hindi walang bumbero. Tama? Merong krimen. Kanino ka magsusumbong? Walang pulisye, walang gobyerno. Okay? Ano kaya ang itsura ng kalsada kung walang gobyerno? Ha? Palagay ko, bangga-banggaan ang mga sasakyan. Bakit? Dahil gusto lahat sila mauna. Laging may traffic. Eh nga lang simpleng panukala, yung simpleng rules, eh, pagka-red, ano ibig sabihin nun? Stop! Pag sinabing green, go, ay pag-orange, go faster! <laughs> Tayo, ganun, may, may, may sinful nature in man na laging gusto niya mag-violate siya. Ah, meron sa atin, bahagi sa atin as part of our sinful nature na ayaw natin magpakuntain, ayaw natin ng rules, ayaw natin ng regulations, ayaw natin na may pumipigil sa atin. Gusto natin freedom, absolute freedom without accountability. That cannot be. Even America, even if they have true democracy, but there is no such thing as absolute democracy because yung kalayaan mo is subject din sa kalayaan ng iba. Wala akong kalayan, suntukin ko kayo dahil karapatan ninyo naman na magkaroon ng proteksyon sa inyong sarili. Tama mo ba? So, conditional pa rin yun. Now, knowing that government has been instituted by God, tandaan po natin kasi meron pong tatlong institution na nilikha ang Diyos. Civil government, family, and church. So, ito pong institution na ito, ay itinilagaho ng Panginoon at may respective governing authorities po yan. Sa family, isipin nyo, do you, you will only realize how hard it is to change the government or to change the nation through the government, is look at your own family. You are already believers, especially those who are parents here. You are already the authority in, in the house, and yet there are still imperfections inside the family. Tama? Yung mga anak nyo, misan didisobey pa rin. Because you cannot really perfectly control them. Misang kung ano sinabi nyo, ayaw pa rin nila sundin. Pamilya lang yun, ilan lang kayo doon. How much more having a government ruling over 100 million Filipinos. Napakahirap. Now, bilang mga Kristiyano, maintindihan natin yung isang katotohanan na yun. We should recognize the governing authorities because they have been instituted by God. What is our biblical response to governing authorities, we are supposed to honor them. Sabi ng Romans 13 verse 2, Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. Yung resist is actually, a, in Greek word, is a military word that is equivalent to the word rebel. Okay? It's, it's lining up against Yun pong ibig sabihin yun. Or going against for an attack. So it's like a military term. Now, kaya pag sinabi, therefore, whoever resists, you are actually talking about rebellion. At hindi ito kalooban ng Panginoon. Why? Because God has appointed people, has appointed governing authorities in our land. Uulitin ko po ito para maintindihan yung mabuti. Kasi kapag sinabi natin, don't resist the authority, ang ating kaisipan kagad, nakikita natin yung mga nasa authority, Parang hindi natin gusto. Puro corruption, puro ganito na lamang, puro iniisip lang yung kanilang mga sarili. We are to respect them because of the office that they represent. Not necessarily because of them, but because of the office that they represent. They are the rulers of the land. For rulers are not a terror 
to good conduct. Let me ask you, sino po rito mga nagtatrabaho sa gobyerno? Taas po ang kamay. There is nothing wrong working in the government, lalo na't mga Kristiyano kayo, kailangan ho kayo doon. And God is expecting you to do what is good. Sabi for rulers are not a terror to good. To good conduct, but to bad. So you go against bad elements. Ayaw mo bilang isang lingkod ng pamahalaan, ayaw mo ng mali ang ina-uphold mo ay kung ano yung tama. And to continue, sabi nito, Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. Sabi ninyo nga, God's servant. Now, usually pag narinig niyo yung God's servant, ano may iisip ninyo? Ninyo lang ako tignan. Pag sinabing God's servant, ano yung may iisip ninyo kagad? Usually, nakakonfine yung salitang God's servant. Ah, ito yung nagtuturo sa church. Ah, ito yung naglilingkod sa mga ministries ng church. We just confine it in the church context. But you know what? As what the Bible says, those people in the government as well are God's servant. God cares not just for the believers. God cares even for the unbelievers. Because God rules not just on the spiritual, God rules over all the earth. Believers or unbelievers, God rules. Amen. At dahil nagrule ang Panginoon, sila na nasa paamahalaan na ginagamit ng Diyos para maglingkod sa mga tao, para gamitin ng Diyos para ang mga tao sa isang bayan ay mapagpala rin, sila po ay tinatawag na lingkod din ng Panginoon. They may not just be aware of it or tayo, hindi tayo aware. But look at what the Bible says. Sila ay mga servant ng Panginoon. Katunayan, to continue in verse 4, But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Could you imagine? Yung nasa gobyerno pala, sila pala ang mga avenger, una, unang membro. <laughs> ano kaya ang lumalabas? Apoy! <laughs> we just focus sometimes on the imperfections. But you know what? Even on the imperfections of those people in the government, especially governing authorities, at the back of it, may ginagawa ang Panginoon. God is always doing good things more than we know. God is doing good things more than we know. Hindi lahat sasabihin ni Diyos sa atin kung ano yung kanyang ginagawa. Sa likod ng mga nakikita natin kawing-kawing na ito, may ginagawa ang Panginoon sa atin pong bayan sa kabutihan din ng bawat isa sa atin. How do we really honor those in authority? Sa Romans chapter 13, verse 5, sabi yun, Therefore, one must be in subjection or submission, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. Bakit po inaapil yung conscience natin? Because gagawa tayo ng tama, hindi lamang dahil takot tayo sa parusa, Gagawa tayo ng tama at magpapasakop tayo sa governing authorities because sa puso natin, alam natin na yun ang tama. May conscience naman po tayo. Tama ho ba? That's God's voice in us. Now, po naranasan ko na ako po ay mahuli ng, sa traffic violation. Sino po mga nagda-drive dito, taas ang kamay? Yan. Ewan ko po kung nahuli na kayo, pero naranasan ko pong mahuli. Gusto niyo pa share ko yung karanasan ko? Okay. Nahuli ho ako minsan. Drive. Beating the red light. Okay, condemn. Di ko natutuloy. <laughs> Nahuli ako, beating the red light, ako po yung magkakasal. Okay? So, nakanect tayo ko, dalaw ko yung Amerikana ko. 
beating the red light. So, pinara ako ng pulis, hindi ko alam, nakatago palaro sa poste. Oh. Ah? Avengers nga talaga. Okay. So, nando dun siya, nauloy sa kanya, Sir, hindi ba nakita? Violation kayo, traffic light violation. Sabi ko, ako, ako, pasensya ka na. Ako. Sorry na amin ko naman, nagkamali ako. Uh, pero, di ba, patawarin mo na lang ako. Masama bang huminang kapatawaran? Ba, hindi masama. Tayo kayo nga, humingi kapatawaran kayo noon araw-araw eh. Buti na pinapatawad kayo. So that's the first thing. I think that's the most democratic way of doing it. I ask for forgiveness. Unay namin ko muna, nagkamali ako. Okay? Pagkatapos, humingi ako ng tawad. Pero tinignan pa rin niya yung lisensya ko. Eh, siguro nakonvict ni Lord. Sabi niya, saan ba kayo papunta? Ikaw ako yung magkakasalo kasi ako eh. Ba't ano ba kayo? Pabi ko, pastor ako. Ah, ganun ba? O sige, umalis ka na. Napatawad na kita. <laughs> I thank you, thank you, boss, thank you, boss. Oh, so, napatawad ako. Okay? Now, <laughs> one time, nahuli na naman ako. <laughs> Pero magkaibang panahon yun, ha? not on the same day. <laughs> Hindi naman ako habitual, eh. Nasa Bulacan ako noon. Eh, alam niyo ba yung mga pagkapupunta ka ng Bulacan, yung mga exit? Isa akala ko yun, ha? Nung papasok ako, indikita ko, hindi pa pala yun. So, umiwas ako. Eh, meron doon nakasakay. Alam mo yung mga motor? sa highway, eh, sinenyasan ako. Eh, siyempre, hinto ako. So, pinuntahan niya ako. Sabi ko, Sir, sorry ha. Pasensya <laughs> na kayo ako. Kasi akala ko, doon ako i-exit eh. Hindi ko kasi kabisado itong lugar. Sabi niya, ay, hindi po pwede. Tingnan ko yung lisensya mo. Sabi ko, Sir, patawarin mo na ako. Daming ko naman eh. Sabi niya, hindi nga po pwede. Bawal dito patawad. <laughs> sa madaling salita, in short, binigay ko yung lisensya ko at hindi niya ako pinatawad. Okay? So, anong ginawa ko? Ay, of course, di pupunta ka, tinubos mo yung lisensya mo at mag-seminar ka maghapon. That's exactly what happened to me. Pero, during that, uh, malaking istorbo sa oras, of course, mali, siyempre, magbabayad ka ng penalty mo, but that's the way it is. I violated. So, dapat lang, pagbayar ako, ano yung violation ko? I appealed, patawarin mo ako, pero hindi nga ako pinatawad. Yan ang magagawa ko. Siya yung governing authority. I just have to submit to it. Tayo po, we comply kahit na medyo mahirap. Example. Sa verse 6, For because of this, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. Tayo ho, Ano rito, yung mga empleyado, automatic na, di ba? Pag bigay sa inyo yung sweldo nyo, deducted na. Wala na kayong option. Kaya ba, nag, nagbayad na kayo. Eh, no choice eh. <laughs> automatic deduction na. Pag kumakain kayo sa restaurant, may 12% VAT. Di ba? So, yung sabi, nagbabayad kayo ng VAT. Ang medyo mabigat dito, yung negosyante. Minsan kasi parang pagka mahina ang negosyo, tas mataas yung tax, parang, parang ayaw mong magbayad ng tax, di ba? But we just have to do what is right inconvenient man para sa atin, we just have to do what we are supposed to do. Because if you do what is right, God has His own way of blessing you at kung ano man yung mawawala sa'yo, kaya namang ibalik ng Diyos yun eh. Amen. Why? Because that is your way of respecting those who are in authority. You simply comply, you simply obey. No ifs and buts. Sabi ng 1 Peter 2 verse 13 to 14, Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution whether it be for the, to the emperor as supreme, or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. 
Another confirmation in 1 Peter 2.70, sabi, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God. Ang sabi ron? Honor the emperor. Ibig sabihin, those who are in governing authorities. And part of our response, ito yung higit sa lahat pinakamahalagan na minsan nami-miss out natin. Sa 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. First of all, then I urge you that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. There is an existing authority that God placed there. As a believer, we have to pray for them as well. Minsan din, nung ayaw mo na ipag-pray, dahil minsan naiinis ka. Pag may mga nababalitaan kang mga anomalya at hindi maganda. Mas lalo nga ho na dapat natin silang ipanalangin. Don't curse them, just bless them. Kasi when start saying negative things, kung ano yung sinasabi mo, yun lalo ang mangyayari sa kanila. If you understand what prophetic confession is, is all about, hindi nyo gagawin yun. Kung ano yung sinasabi mong negative, lalong susuporta ng demonyo yun. Lalo niyang i-uphold yun. Pero kapag maganda yung sinasabi mo, it's the Holy Spirit that would move to make your confession a reality. Of course, it's, it's not an instant thing. It requires our faith. Kaya nga, sinabi sa atin, ipanalangin natin yung mga taong nasa pamahalaan. Yes, mga kapatid, we have an imperfect government, but this is just an instrument by God to express His desire to rule over all the earth. The first Adam who received that authority fell into sin. But there is that second Adam, that's Jesus Christ who came here on earth to restore everything. He died and He rose again from the dead. And He is going to fulfill ultimately what is written in Isaiah 9.6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon His shoulder. Literally, that will happen when Christ comes back again. He'll be the King of kings and Lord of lords. And He is going to rule literally. And the good thing is this, together with us, together with the believers, He is going to rule over all the earth. And He will be called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen? Praise God. Let's give Him a hand. So respecting those who are in governing authorities, especially civil government, is respecting God Himself and what God has instituted. Regardless of the negative things that we see, we believe that ultimately God rules in the affairs of men, in His creation, and in the earth. Let us have a proper perspective of the way we look at our government. Mga kapatid, you will realize how hard it is to be a governing authority if you realize how hard it is for us to change. Gusto natin ang pagbabago sa bayan and you are putting your faith on the government officials instead of putting your faith in God. We just have to pray for our officials. Mahirap ang humawak ng gobyerno. Malalaman yung mahirap kung tignan nyo inyong sarili. Mahirap pong magbago. Kung inyong sarili hindi nyo mabago, ganyan ho kahirap ang pagbabago na inaasahan natin na mangyari sa pamamagitan ng pamahalaan.
But what is what is the right thing to do? Is to allow Jesus Christ to govern our heart so we can experience genuine change. It's the same Jesus that we invite to come into our heart and change us. It's the same Jesus that will transform our nation and even our government. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's just bow down our head. Thank you, Jesus. My question right now is, is God governing your heart? Would you like God to govern your heart so that you can experience change? You can experience the new things that God intends for you to have. Habang tayo ay nakayuko at nakapikit, I would like you to just be in the presence of God right now. Would you like Jesus to govern your heart and start seeing the change in your life? Sa oras na ito, this is a moment between you and God. Christ died for you. He rose again so that He can rule your life. The question is, will you allow Him? If you would like to Jesus to come into your heart today and surrender your life to Him and receive Him as your Lord and Savior, would you please raise your hand so that I can pray for you? San man kayo nakaupo sa pwestong? San man kayo nakapuesto? Just lift up your hands and I'll pray for you. If you would like to Jesus to govern your heart, to be your king, to be your Lord, just lift up your hands right now. And I'll pray for you. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. The Lord can see you. Yes, thank you for those hands. Yes. The Lord can see you. Yes. Nakikita ko kayo ng Panginoon. And those of you who lifted up your hands, I would like to invite you to just humbly stand up. Tayo po kayo. I'll just pray for you. Sige po, po mahiya. This is your moment. God can see you from, from where you are. Don't look at around. Just, just be in the presence of God. And I would like you to slowly lift up your hands as a sign of surrender to Him. And I would like you to repeat after me. Sabay kayo sa panalangin ito. Sabihin niyo, Panginoong Yesus, salamat sa pag-ibig mo sa akin. Ako po'y nagpapakumbaba sa iyo. Patawarin mo ako sa aking mga kasalanan. Linisin mo ako ng iyong banal na dugo. Tinatanggap kita sa aking puso bilang Panginoon at tagapagligtas. Ako'y nananampalataya, ikaw ay namatay at nabuhay na muli para sa aking kaligtasan. Ang buhay na ito ay inaalay ko na po sa iyo. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.